the cafe is really where you encounter people and they may or may not have an understanding of specialty coffee. So it was very important to us that in our cafe, in the design and all the details that we did, that it be a very welcoming place, that it be not pretentious at all. We wanted people to feel like they could come in and ask questions and get good answers without feeling silly or act like they're asking a dumb question. So that even went into the design of our cafe. This is Coffee 101 brought to you by Humble Coffee. I'm Kenneth Thomas, and every week my coffee friends and I are bringing you the absolute best coffee education you can find out there in the coffee verse. If you're new to the show, welcome. We're glad you're here. Go back and check out some of the older episodes. They work in chronological order, starting in season one with Coffee's Journey from Seed to Shelf. And we're starting season two, which we're calling Shelf to Sip, by dabbling a little bit in the coffee shop. We had a couple of episodes on common coffee drinks and lingo, and this episode is about the perfect coffee shop. So, Katie, I ask you, what makes the perfect coffee shop? What makes the perfect coffee shop? Well, ooh, put me on the spot here. <laughs> what about friendly, what are the people that work there called? Baristas. No, like. Baristas. No, but like what? Employees. Okay, friendly employees. Friendly. I was about to persecute you if you didn't know the word baristas, but Persecu- anyway, go ahead. Jeez. Um, baristas. Uh-huh. I personally like when they have lots of seating, yeah. comfortable seating, especially. Options, but not too many options, so it'll overwhelm you. Yeah, I also really like when they have, like, they have your fancy, like, frou-frou coffees, and then they have, like, normal coffee. Yeah. Because a lot of the shops, like, around everywhere, Mm -hmm. they have, like, just the frou-frou coffees or just black coffee. Yeah. And it's kind of like, man. So you want to have at least a little bit of both. Yeah, like, we need variety. Okay. Well, I tell you what, let's go to the streets with a Z, <laughs> the streets. streets. Let's go to the streets. All right. Then. And uh, let's poll a few people and kind of see what they say about what makes the perfect coffee shop. Efficiency, uh, the ability to get in and out, minimal eye contact, uh, minimal uh, breathing on my neck, uh, just space from people, uh, being able to um, just grab and go. What I like about a coffee shop is a good, peaceful vibe inside the coffee shop and lots of options on the menu, especially since I don't like coffee, but somewhere to sit and somewhere to enjoy time with friends. (laughs) What I like about a coffee shop is good natural lighting and different areas to sit, a good outlet to plug in your computer, comfortable seating, and yeah, like time spending with friends, a good place and environment. Uh, What I like about a coffee shop is a pretty simple menu, easy to order, good outlets, um, plenty of space, nice comfortable tables, and really fast internet. I like knowing the barista, so regular people there that I can know their name and build a relationship with. I think that's kind of fun. I like a coffee shop that um, 
serves options other than coffee, maybe even seasonal like hot chocolate or um, hot teas. I also enjoy um, the opportunity to um, see people come and go, like an open an open area, um, but also then a place where I can sit like in the corner and get work done. I love the lighting. It's good for reading. Just something about it. It reminds me of like my lamps at home. So, and just the ambiance. Like usually the music is good. It's more hipster and upbeat. It's not weird rock and roller country. So it's like more chill and quiet usually. Um, and sometimes I like too that they're in these weird buildings. What I like about a coffee shop, I like that it's somewhere that you can go that's in between meals, so you don't have to go and get breakfast or get lunch. You can just go just for coffee and sit for a couple of hours with your friends, hanging out, sipping on your tea or coffee. That's what I like. All right, so a lot of them said some of the things that you said. Yep. And then there were some other interesting ones, mm-hmm. like um, like some people just want to be like left alone and that's what makes oh yeah that's a, a big that what thing too makes a good coffee shop for them right. so so there's no like one size fits all but it is good yeah. to have an awareness mm-hmm. of all of the different things yeah i think an important thing is to not well at coffee shops you're not supposed to have like waitresses and waiters they mm-hmm. come and check on you because uh-huh. i mean it's kind of supposed to be we give you your food and we leave you alone <laughs> And it's yes. just nice. Well, listen, speaking of giving input on the perfect coffee shop, in the interview today I have Wendy Parvin of Baba Java Coffee. They're <laughs> technically out of Hoover, Alabama, but Baba it's really kind of like Birmingham, greater you know, city uh-huh. you know, area. And the reason, the reason that I got Wendy on the show is sneakily, like okay. ninja-wise, I have – a friend and I, Stefan, who, if if any of you have listened to the show for a while, Stephen. you know that he's been on the show several times. Uh-huh. He and I went over to Birmingham, Alabama one day, and we like went to every coffee single coffee shop Dang. there was. And by far, honestly, uh, Baba Java, which unsuspecting from the outside, was hands down Wait. the best coffee shop there. Bob the Java Baba. or Baba Java? B-A-B-A. B-A-B-A. You'll, you'll have to listen to the interview to, to see like why that name. Oh. Java, J-A-V-A. Um, and the reason that they were so good is they, they really had a respect for the coffee itself and the quality that goes into that. That's always good. And hospitality was just like on point. Mm-hmm. Um, and so anyway, they were, they were what... I personally love and I think it's very successful in yeah. a coffee shop in that they gave you to the extent of how specialized and high quality you wanted. Yeah. But they were also hospitable and approachable. That's good. And I've so never anyway, been there, but I don't, it sounds great. Yeah, I'll take you sometime. Okay. So um, I don't want to give any of it away. So let's just go straight to this interview with Wendy Parvin of Baba Java Coffee. Wendy, great to have you on. Great to be here. So I thought, okay, we're going to talk about the perfect coffee shop experience, which is like that's that's big shoes to fill, uh, and more specifically mastering the trifecta of setting, 
selling, and social, uh, which was actually pretty hard to come up with three S's, but I think I did it. I'm sure. (laughs) So you are with Baba Java Coffee out of Birmingham, Alabama, and I'm going to go ahead and um, make an admission to you. So um, probably within the last, let's say, year or two, um, a friend of mine and I, we went over to Birmingham, and we spent the whole day going to every single coffee shop we could find because i mean it's basically like sprudge but for birmingham alabama um we just we were just curious we just wanted to see like who had what how they're doing things um all that kind of stuff and you won baba java yes (laughs) that's a lot of coffee in one day too it was but it was great like I mean, you know how coffee people are. Like, like we love, yes. unfortunately, like maybe getting a little over caffeinated. Um, but, uh, but the, you know, there were some things that really stood out as far as like, um, you know, that y'all are doing uh, what I think is right um, there, and ultimately, um, things that are going to grow specialty coffee, which is ultimately what um, we're trying to do. So. I'm just going to jump right in and sure, um, let's do it. Let's do it. So let's talk about setting. So what kind of setting do you think lends towards people wanting to be there and um, growing specialty coffee? Well, when we decided to open a cafe, which was not really part of our original plan, we realized that the cafe is really where you encounter people and they may or may not have an understanding of specialty coffee. So it was very important to us that in our cafe, in the design and all the details that we did, that it be a very welcoming place, that it be not pretentious at all. We wanted people to feel like they could come in and ask questions and get good answers without feeling silly or act like they're asking a dumb question. So that even went into the design of our cafe. Mm -hmm. Uh, We we intentionally chose the way our bar is shaped. It's uh, curved. We wanted the the baristas behind the bar to be accessible really the whole time customers are in there so that they could ask questions and they can just have conversation and build that community, which is what we really feel like the cafe is. Uh, We also spent time in the Middle East, living there, um, doing community development work. And so there is an aspect of that in our cafe specifically. In the Middle East, um, coffee and community relationship, family, all of that really goes hand in hand. Mm -hmm. They, They want to invite you into their home. They want you to sit there with no agenda and no end time and be able to have conversation over coffee and tea. So we even have a section of our cafe that has um, some traditional, what we would call majlis. They're in the Middle East. A lot of times they'd be on the floor. They're not on the floor in our cafe. They're kind of on a platform, but Mm. we really felt it was important that every aspect of the cafe is, is welcoming people in so that they can learn more about, good coffee and specifically specialty coffee. Gotcha. And um, I agree with all of that. I think, you know, walking in, there are some places that 
you just immediately, even if the barista has said something or not, like you, you know, if you feel welcome or you don't. And like you talked about, um, and we'll talk about when we talk about the third part, the social part, um, you know, if, if you want things to grow, um, like the pretentiousness and the, um, pridefulness, uh, I think you just have to like leave at the door. Um, and, and especially right. coffee can be complicated. Um, mm-hmm. and tell me this, do you think, um, do you think that it's harder to come across as, um, a, approachable, um, than it is to come across as like, like standoffish. Um, does that make sense? Um, yes, I think that might just have to do with personality too. Uh, I think for most of our baristas, it's really not hard. Um, because most of them are very, um, outgoing, friendly people and they Mm -hmm. love coffee and they love people. And so for most of them, it's very natural. Um, I think, everybody that works for us really wants people to understand it, but not we we've, I mean, we all had to learn about it at some point and we've all been in a place where you feel like you're going to ask a question and you feel dumb and we just don't want people to feel that way. And so a lot of times, you know, it's just about the way we talk to the customers, uh, especially if it's their first time in, you know, we have to kind of be a good judge of, of, Maybe they have, maybe they are a specialty coffee expert and they know exactly what they're looking for, but maybe, you know, they haven't actually ever even been in a special coffee shop. So what makes us different and why? And I think it has to do more with really just remembering what it's like when you didn't know something about a subject and being, you know, compassionate and willing to explain things and be patient with people. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think you're right. Um, and I've been in both situations where, um, you know, I go in somewhere and especially before I really understood specialty coffee, which is complicated. Um, and you're looking at the menu and the menu itself can be intimidating or it can be approachable. Um, and that is part of how you can design a place and to, to even ask, you know, like, well, what does this mean? Or, you know, like even stuff like what's the difference in a wash process, a natural process? Um, why does, why does that ultimately make a difference in my cup? And that response from, and the barista has a big job. Um, that response from the barista can make a big difference in, um, how people see, uh, specialty coffee. And, and I would love for all of coffee drinking to be specialty coffee because we've talked about on other uh, previous episodes that um, if you have a better product, I mean, if somebody has a choice between a not good product and a good product, they're going to choose a good product, you know? Right. And so if, if you can make that approachable and, and even they're willing to, they're, they're happy and willing to pay for um, whatever that cup cost, then I feel like you and I feel like we have won in that then hopefully that feeds all the way back to the, um, the farm or the farmer in that we have paid 
a higher price for the green beans, um, which gives them more uh, flexibility with their family, but also with their farm and improving, um, you know, whatever they're growing there. That's right. I mean, um, we all had a process of how we got to where we are, especially in specialty coffee. I mean, I didn't even drink coffee until I was like 35 years old. Yeah. And I started and with a little 29. bit of coffee. And you're That's only 29 right. today. Yeah. I, um, I started with a little bit of coffee and lots of cream and sugar and flavors and, yeah. you know, have worked my way down to where I can appreciate the taste of coffee in and of itself. And so even for myself, recognizing that that's how most people are. We, they've only been exposed to whatever they've been exposed to. They don't know what they don't know. So most, you're right. Most people want to buy a good product and they want to know the story behind where this product came from, whether it's learning more about the farms or learning more about the, about the way we roast it or um, the machines that we use it. Our theme in general is excellence from farm to cup because we really want you know, the coffee coming to us green, we're choosing that from good farms that are specialty grade farms. And then the process, we want every step of the process to be able to bring the flavors out of the coffee ultimately to the cup. And so that includes our baristas, that includes, that also includes customer service and mm -hmm. the way we treat our customers. That's all, that's kind of our goal with all things that we do. Yeah. You know, and Going back a little on, uh, I had asked you if, if it's more difficult um, to be approachable. Um, I think you're right that for some people, and and part of this, you know, for better or worse, is in the inherent nature of the people and it's in the hiring process, is some people are just flat out better at being approachable um, and and, you know, and some people aren't, um, and it's a lot more of a challenge to um, a lot of times get that chip off their shoulder of, um, you know, because I understand these words or I can taste this in this coffee, you know, that they're not going to say it makes them better, but, but that can be definitely, I mean, it's a stereotype. It's probably sure. the most obvious stereotype of specialty coffee that we have to address and we have to move away from if we want it to grow which i think i think we all um do but it's definitely a challenge um so um what do you think like so i, I you know it makes me think about uh places like chick-fil-a like chick-fil-a sure. does a great job at hospitality customer service social you know you know, whatever, um, you know, you want to call it. Um, but they definitely, uh, do a, do a good job. I think we can take from like hotels, um, higher end hotels. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a hospitality. I think coffee is a hospital market's probably not the right word. There's a word, uh, sector, hospitality sector. Right. You know, like, I feel like we're, um, you know, part of that. Um, one thing I was thinking when you were talking about the farm is I think if we are the coffee shop or we're the barista or we're whoever, um, that approachability, hospitality, whatever you want to call it, goes forward, but it also goes backwards in that chain. So 
Um, y'all have relationships directly with farms in uh, Yemen and China, I know at least. Right. And, yes. um, you know, with that, um, you're willing to maybe give a little more, um, literally in price, but also um, in, um, you know, whatever that product is. Um, and and it, it helps it helps them on that back end on the on the farm end. Um, any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, I think really just even in our day in day and age, you know, people People want to know the story behind your product. They want to know where it came from. They want to know all the steps that it came from. We have pictures in the cafe of some of our farmers and some of the farms because yeah. it, it it really helps people relate better to the fact that, especially with our Yemen, you know, the pictures we have in the cafe show how the farms are on these really steep mountains and how hard the farmer actually has to work for that product. Right. And that just makes it much more personal and a little bit less pretentious even, or like we're not being snobby about this. These people are working really hard to make a good product and they, they deserve to be paid for that product. Yeah. No, I think once people understand that usually they don't have, I mean, it's what you said before. People will always prefer a good product over a, a mediocre product. Right. You know, and the and then at that point, the onus is on us as the roasters and or the cafe itself to to take the rest of that from the farm through the roasting process, through the brewing process, to ultimately actually have a good cup. Um, because, like I talked to um, John Lawrence with Mudhouse Coffee Roasters out of Charlottesville, Virginia, on a previous episode, uh, we can have all these. Uh, pie in the sky, lofty, conceptual, like this is how it should be. And then unfortunately, but maybe fortunately, but if if the cup just tastes terrible, like people aren't going to buy it. You know, right. so, so it does have to also, um, you know, be that that good quality. And I know um, that y'all have a good, good quality roast and um, some good quality beans um, there with uh, Baba Java. Let's talk a little more about the setting or the atmosphere. Um, and, you know, I have been in and you have been in shops that are, we'll say, cookie cutter or um, um, there's not a character to the space. And ones, sure. And ones that, ones that do have that. Um, and. I guess kind of walk me through like what, what difference does that make for you and, and, and what do you see and how that lends towards that trifecta? Well, uh, in our cafe, of course, we didn't end up with as much seating as we originally thought, you know, when you're doing your build out, when you're planning, things just end up kind of disappearing your space, yeah. all those kind of things. But there were when some the city gets things. involved. And the city gets involved and makes you add an extra restroom or something that takes away space, but that it is what it is. So in terms of the way we did ours, we, we talked a little bit about the design of it, but we, we did also want to make sure that we had really good lighting in there. Yeah, uh, We have a lot of windows, which I think is, it can help with the control of the temperature, but also it's good for people to have that 
you know, just exposure to the sun or things like that. So it's definitely, a, you know, makes the inside space feel warmer. We were really intentional with even the tables, um, how we space them, having a mix of tables, but also couches or like a little bit more comfortable seating. Just because the nature of a coffee shop, you you can have, you know, two women meeting for lunch, you know, for coffee after lunch and just catching up. But you can also have somebody that's working or having a meeting. So really just being able to have the available space for all these different things to go on. Right. We were also really intentional about all of our plugs. Yeah. Uh, this was something that Brad, um, our vice president of operations, was like, hey, we got to do this. For the most part, all the plugs, we have very regular outlets. They all have two plugs, but they also have a USB and a USB-C mm. so that, you know, everybody's got to charge their something, their yeah. phone, their computer, whatever it is. So uh, even the way we have a mix of two, uh, two-seater tables, four-seater tables, the ability to combine things, just really trying to make it a, an atmosphere where people feel like whatever it is that they're coming for, they have the right spot. When we come back in just a moment, Wendy is going to give us more tips on what makes the perfect coffee shop. Stick with us. I'm Kenneth Thomas, and you're listening to Coffee 101. In this episode, we're talking about what makes the perfect coffee shop. And as you can tell already, a lot of it has to do with hospitality and approachability. Humble coffee is that coffee when it comes to specialty coffee that is approachable. We love what we do at Humble Coffee, which is making great specialty coffee, but we have a even bigger love for making it approachable. That's where the name comes from. Humble is a southern colloquialism for the word humble. So next time you need a cup of coffee, we would love for you to check out humblecoffee.com or click on the link in the show notes. That's humblecoffee.com. Now let's get back to our interview with Wendy Parvin of Baba Java Coffee out of Birmingham, Alabama. Well, I'm, I'll tell you, when I came, I've, I've been there um, at least a couple of times. Uh, things that stood out for me as far as, okay, this is, if I lived here, um, this is a space that I could get used to is when I walked in that door, you're right. It, it is bright, and maybe that's my personal preference. Maybe some people like a darker atmosphere or a more industrial atmosphere, um, but but I, I like light, and I like natural light. And, um, you know, somebody behind the bar, at least one person, if not two people, you know, looked over there, and eye contact, smile, hey, um, you know, and they may have said more than that, but at least said hey. Sure. And then just subtle things like a little camel icon in the floor, you know? Right. And so, like, it makes me love the camel. Yeah. So, like, (laughs) um, I mean, uh, Walt Disney uh, is, you know, he's like the godfather of that as far as, like, you know, designing a space down, you know, to a single tile and having, having a, um, even a feel when you're going from, you know, one, you know, part of the park to another and, you know, the lights change, the 
the what you're walking on changes you know all those all those subtle little things or it even makes me think about like barbecue joints like good barbecue joints you know look like you know somebody had like their grandfather's hammer and maybe seven nails and three pieces of wood (laughs) and they put it up yesterday you know that's a good that's a good barbecue joint um you know and so um yeah i think the space feeling unique to the brand um can be important um what else you yes and we've We've learned, we've learned as, you know, we're, we're in our, we've been there, the cafe has been open now for three years. And so there's other things we've learned. We, we had to add shades to the windows because there were certain times of the day where it, you know, the sun might be blinding somebody, but they're adjustable and we make sure people know they can move them or those kind of things. There's just little things, even our bathrooms. uh, Some of the people who work for us told me that our bathrooms were kind of boring and bathrooms needed to have a little bit more. So recently um, I let the, uh, I let them do what they wanted. They put some fun wallpaper in there. They've done some different things that, you know, make the bathrooms nicer. So even just little things, but we, we really definitely the main, the main, the main thing behind our customer service and the people feeling welcoming is the people who work for us. And, one of the things we found is, you know, a lot of times people think working in a coffee shop, oh, that'd be a great summer job or a part-time. And we obviously have a lot of part-time and college students, but we do let them know on the front end that this isn't, this is something we need you to invest in. Yeah, that's Just like point. you were talking about, even the knowledge they have to have. And so all our baristas are trained to know a lot of things that doesn't mean they know everything. And we, you know, they also know to ask if they don't know, but we want them to have a good understanding so that they can explain it well to the customer and in a way that is not condescending or rude or is, is a way that, because they had to learn it too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, you talking about, well, two things. One, I really like uh, upfront, you saying or y'all saying yes i know it may be a summer job to you but i need you to look at it potentially as more than that and you know invest in that time that education and um and and being part of the team Um, right and the other thing is and i think this is really crucial um especially for one-on-oneers out there who are going into coffee shop spaces or people who are thinking about um having a coffee shop is when they came to you and said, when a random customer came to you and said, yeah, your bathrooms are meh. Um, you took that and you're like, okay, let's, let's see what we can do. Um, I have also seen the equivalent, like, like death stare of them saying, you just don't know cool bathrooms. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like, like we know what we're doing, like back off. And you know, those, those are shops where I'm probably not going to, I'm I'm probably not going to go back. I don't care how, how right. good the, the coffee is. Um, and so I think that's another, you know, good point that I want to make sure um, that we make. Um, that's right. Anything else you can think of as far as setting social or 
So really the only thing that's selling. specific to us, we do we do have speakers in the corners, so we do have music. Yeah. The general rule in the cafe is whoever's behind the bar can choose the playlist. There have been times where it might be asked to be changed. Yeah. Uh, as long as it's appropriate. Um yeah. but you know, you could be in the cafe and you might hear just, you know, some really quiet classical music or it might be that somebody's playing the 80s playlist. I don't know. Right. You know, we're we're always open to it and I think I think our customers actually appreciate that too. It, we try not to obviously keep it too loud. Um, right. And there's maybe times we even turn it off. We do have a TV in the cafe too. That, and we've used it for lots of different things. Sometimes it has sporting events on there. We usually mute it just because there are people working. Sometimes it might have videos of people doing latte art or, you know, there's, we kind of use it in various ways. Sometimes we use it for educational opportunities when we have things in the cafe. So those are just some little details that are specific to our cafe that um, we have found that have been really beneficial for different things, even private events. We've had like a private event and they were able to put a slideshow mm, yeah. on the TV, just little things like that. Yeah. And I know the other important big... part about our Go setting ahead. that I forgot to mention is our roaster is actually one of our roasters oh. is actually in the cafe. Yes. And that was important to us um, when we first opened one, because it was the only space we had. It was where we did all the roasting when we first opened. Mm -hmm. Now we have a second roaster, but it it was also a way for it, it's a conversation starter. It's also a way for people to ask questions and to learn more in a way that's not intimidating. I mean, they don't many of them have never seen what one roaster might look like. So it's a it's a great way for people to have conversations more about coffee. Yeah. And what you know, you. We talked about a little bit about community, and, and that is uh, something important to y'all and important in especially coffee in general. Um, but you also have those people who it may not be specifically coffee or around coffee. They want to be a community, and they either want to come in, and they don't want anybody to talk to them, and they want to get their drink, um, and they want to get out of there. Um, or they want a mobile order or they want to drive through. Um, I guess, how do you handle um, also objectively honoring, you know, those folks too? Um, because it's almost like you got to read them within five seconds of them walking in. Well, that's true. Uh, the good thing is, and one thing that's really happened now this third year is, we know so many of our customers what, right. uh, that we have gotten to where we know them and we know we know the ones that are hurrying and we know the ones that want to chat a minute. Um, however, just like we're growing every day, new people come in. So really it's about what I, sometimes when we have a customer that may be new to the cafe and they don't maybe they don't even know what specialty coffee is or maybe they know a lot about it but they've never been in our cafe right a lot of times i just try and get the conversation back to i want to make sure you're leaving here with what you're expecting to leave here with yeah. like if you're looking for a caramel macchiato but that's not the macchiato i have then let's find the drink that you're looking for which in our instance then i would say let's do a caramel latte I think you'll really enjoy this. Yeah. So I think a lot of times it's really just about, I think you're right. You have to read people. And again, mo almost everybody who works for us are just really good at, um, they're just really good people, people. Yeah. They're people persons. People, uh, people. I don't know how you and say they, 
I don't know how you say that either, but I, they enjoy people and they, and so I think a lot of times it is just about reading them. And even that, that can even be for even of our regular customers. I mean, we have regular customers that come in and they may not have the same demeanor that they usually do. And, you know, we ask them how they're doing. And sometimes they might say it's not a great day. And, you know, really just hopefully besides coffee, maybe they're just getting a little encouragement for the day and coffee and encouragement. I mean, we really, we definitely feel like the cafe is, is the community side. It's about relationships. Yes, we have a good product and we want you to have our good product, but we also want you to enjoy coming in Mm -hmm. and enjoy the people you see when you come in. Yeah. And I think the, um, the barista has a, or the person behind the counter has a crucial role, whether they realize it or not in that, there are a significant chunk of people that they have a influence in some part of their day. Um, and so they can influence them towards good or not. Um, Absolutely. And, and they have that role and that responsibility. Um, you know, I know when I went or one of the first times I came through y'all shop, uh, I, it's probably within that first year that you opened and there were a few people in there. Um, but more recently when I came through, like every seat was taken. Um, and you know, people, you know, there was that, you know how there's that generic, like hum, almost like a, like a beehive, mm-hmm. you know, when That's there's right. just a bunch of people, um, in there and, and, and they were all happy. And they all had coffee or tea. And uh, so, That's right. you know, that, that makes me happy. So tell me, tell me about more specifically um, Baba Java and, um, you know, what, what y'all are doing. And uh, I know that includes also a, a podcast. It does. So Baba Java coffee started about three years ago. I'll try and do the short version. Okay. Our uh, son. And if they want the long version, they can they go want and the long version. To the podcast. Absolutely. Our podcast you. is Coffee You. That's right. Um, our son, when he was in high school, since spent, spent a summer doing an internship with Brad, who is now our vice president of operations, but it was overseas at the time. And he came back just really with a love for coffee. He'd been learning about specialty coffee, roasting, and he was just super excited about this. And so he kept um, kind of pushing my husband, Nathan, and hey, we need to start roasting coffee. And so initially, that was our plan. We really were just going to roast coffee, do subscription coffee, wholesale, and we do all those things, online sales. Um, however, on the side of town where we lived, there weren't really any good local coffee shops at the time. And so we started talking more about a cafe. And we really recognized that the cafe, the cafe is for community is to build relationships with those around us. And um, so we found a great spot. We're in a great location. There's still people today who didn't know we were there, but we are on um, Highway 31 south of the Galleria for those who are familiar with Hoover, Alabama. And the cafe just really the last year, like you said, has really exploded. And obviously COVID was the second year. And uh, so just like all other small businesses, it was a, it was something that definitely affected uh, our coffee shop. But now we feel like we're kind of in the rhythm of where we we wanted to be. So the the cafe part is we really do focus on community. We have a mobile airstream as well that we take out to 
weddings and doctor's offices, catering events. Um, it's going out to um, schools, things like that. So we really feel like that is the way that the local community, we can impact the local community um, and teach them about what specialty coffee is. Yeah. Well, um, this is kind of at the end of the show, getting off on a little tangent and then I'll actually wrap it up. But, um, you know, with what you're saying, uh, I, I just also want to make sure that we talk about this aspect of community. I was talking with my wife earlier today about, and we have children, you have children, um, or y'all have children, um, about the balance of like a smaller set of community, whether that's uh, in their setting, um, we'll say band friends or um, their friends at school or literally the people within the distance of the community or the perimeter of which we live or the street we live on um, versus that social media um, community, um, which again, well, not again, but I'll say this is, you know, my opinion, um, sometimes can, um, be a little too big and in being too big, uh, there's not genuine interaction. Um, and so it, Absolutely. it takes, I think it takes places like the coffee shop, um, but there are other places and there are other opportunities um, to be a part of a community. And, um, you know, study after study shows us that there's just more fulfillment in that as opposed to um, trying to be generically part of a bigger um, audience, you know, versus just, just having that small, you know, community. So anyway. I just want to make sure I said that. That reminds me of a story during COVID. It was our second year of the cafe and everything's closing down and we are struggling like most small businesses, but essential businesses are allowed to be open. That's the term that they were using. And I had this little bit of a conflict thinking, are we essential? I mean, we're not a grocery store. We're not a gas station. We're not a doctor's office. We're caffeine dealers. That's right. So I st- what what made me really realize that we are essential, and yes, it has to do with our product, but this definitely had to do with our people and the fact that coffee and community and relationships is what is so important, is that we did have people that came that even though they couldn't come in, they would come and um, order their coffee, either call us or we have an app, and we would bring it out to the car. And he would sit there, enjoy his coffee with his pastry and then call us and we come back out and get it. And yeah. it was it it wasn't for him about just getting a cup of coffee, although it was a good cup of coffee and he yeah. definitely wanted a good cup of coffee. It was also about seeing people and those relationships and those face to face relationships, which is what you were talking about. Yeah. And I think really that is one of the most important aspects of the cafe is it's an opportunity for people to be face to face over a cup of coffee or a cup of tea and build those relationships that are real and not just based on an appearance or what we want people to see. Yep. Absolutely. I agree with you a hundred percent. Wendy Parvin, 
of Baba Java Coffee out of Birmingham, Alabama. It was a pleasure to have you on the show today. It was. It's a lot of fun, and we. Um, anytime anybody's in in Hoover, south of Birmingham, we're there. Come and see us, and um, we would love to have you on our podcast sometime too. Yeah, we'd love to do it. And if you're not in Birmingham or in Hoover, south of Birmingham, then you can go to their website and you can get coffee. And we'll make sure and put the link in the show notes, and we'll also have a link for their uh, podcast. Uh, coffee you. So Wendy, it was a pleasure having you on today. Thanks for having me. So now we know what the perfect coffee shop should look like. Entails. Entails. Is that a good word? Like E-N-T-A-I-L-S? Yeah, what the perfect coffee Yeah, what shop it entails. entails. Yeah, yeah. Look at me. Look at you. With my word of the day. So, yeah, I mean, I think, um, I mean, like I anticipated, I've fully expected that she knew what was going on as far as like uh what made a coffee shop special and like yeah. i've actually been there um two or three times when i'm traveling to different areas and i have seen that the busyness of that shop grow exponentially over the last couple of years and i really think it's just because of their approach Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of coffee shops out there could listen to this episode and and really get um, some good tips yeah some good tips and some good insight and um, just figure out ways that they can serve their customers yeah go hit up Baba Java Baba Java Baba Java Baba Java Baba Java Baba Java yep Baba Java (laughs) (laughs) all right go hit them up That's all we got today on Coffee 101, brought to you by Humble Coffee. And I'm going to let you do the outro today. Katie, go. Well, guys, thank you for joining us today. And make sure to follow us, leave us a review, let us know what you want to see. And please go to Baba Java. If not their amazing customer service, purely for the sake of their name of their coffee shop. And this outro is getting too long. So we love you guys and we will see you or hear you. No, we won't hear you. You'll hear us on the next episode. Peace.